is the Tom Likas Show. Marriage in the 21st century. Makes no sense. Now, 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 from the new normal studios in Burbank. Hey, don't do that. Tom Likas. 790 KABC, the Friday night special. My name is Tom Likas, and we are doing a two-hour program. I may never do another radio show, I don't know, because the deal is I, I have a gig. And I do a daily online stream at 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. And uh, you can hear it by going to www.tom.show. Tom.show is the website. And um, we have an app as well. You can get that app by going to tomeverywhere.com. If you'd like to listen, you can hear the show 24-7. So if you missed the last show, just get the free app at tomeverywhere.com and then you'll be listening. And I'm looking forward to having you uh, try us out any old time. But our thanks to the folks at 790 KBC for giving us an opportunity to come in here and uh, so we can all catch up. Those of you who have been wondering where I am, now you know. Those of you who don't care, that's fine. We've been talking about this new announcement from the FBI that they are reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton and her email server. And uh, joining us now to kind of look beneath the surface and figure out what's going on here, is KABC legal analyst Royal Oaks. Royal, you and I haven't spoken in a while. Great to have you on. Thanks so much. Nice to talk to you, Tom. And is this a a weird story or what? The, The thing that is weirdest to me is that apparently it grows out of the Anthony Weiner sexting investigation. Because remember back in July... James Comey, the FBI guy, he goes on TV and he, and he gets gets Sean Hannity all excited because for 10 or 12 minutes it sounds like he's going to go after Hillary Clinton and uh, put her behind bars. But the punchline is, well, yeah, she did a lot of bad stuff. Uh, there were 110 emails that she saw that were classified, eight top secret, 36 secret. But, you know, it, it was grossly negligent, but no intent to break the law, so no indictment. And so he said, that's it. And everybody, you know, either was happy or unhappy, but that was it in July. So now, 11 days before the election, he says, he writes this letter to all the the chairs of the committees. (laughs) Guys, funny story. I was briefed yesterday, and hmm, there are some new emails could really be significant pertaining to the investigation from last July. We're reopening it, and I had to tell you, because I told you in July it was done, it was over, put a, a stake in it. But I have to tell you that's not true now because of recently discovered stuff. And apparently, Tom, the recently discovered stuff only cropped up because the FBI was poking around Anthony Weiner's emails, his devices, his iPhone, and, of course, his wife, Uma Abedin, closest aide to Hillary Clinton, apparently shared at least one device with him. And there are apparently thousands of emails. And we don't know if really Hillary is involved or not. Presumably she is. But, I mean, to me, that's bizarre. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Pee Wee Herman's problems in the movie theater leading to Watergate. If, if not for Anthony Weiner's problems, this thing would not have blown up. And it's unprecedented. Never in American history have you had the FBI seriously get involved in a presidential election within days of the actual election. So we are really in uncharted territory. Now, Royal, what is strange about this is the FBI making this announcement that's more like a tease. Mm-hmm. It's like Donald Trump saying he'll keep you in suspense. <laughs> right. 
sick. I mean, uh, to say that there's uh, this uh, new investigation and there's new information and then not even to give us a hint as to whether they actually have a smoking gun, uh, what it's all about, nothing. 11 days before Election Day, I've read in more than one place today that there's kind of an unspoken understanding that special prosecutors or the FBI are not going to drop bombshells like this this close to an election. Yeah, no, I think that's always been the deal, but it's like we're in the twilight zone and Rod Serling's not around to explain it to us, because you're right. What's going to happen in the next 11 days? Hillary came out today and said, doggone it, you know, put up or shut up. You got something? Let us have it. Now, we, of course, know she doesn't really want him to reveal something if it's bad, and she knows he's not going to, because, he, you know, how can he reveal his investigation? If he was going to tell us, he would have told us in the letter you know, it's, it takes months. They can't clear their throat in 11 days over at the FBI. It's going to take months or years for them to do this. But she has to come out and say, you know, we want it out. And Mike Pence comes out and says, yeah, we want it out. Well, does he really? Or, or would he like it to just be this weird miasmic cloud over the Democrats' head? Because what if it turns out to be not such a big deal? So you're right. I mean, we're all in the suspended animation state. But I think Comey felt like he had to reveal it because if he didn't reveal it, and yet somebody could say in a month or a year, hey, you know, I told Jim Comey about X. It was blockbuster stuff. I told him two weeks before the election, and he sat on it. Well, that would be on his headstone when he's dead. Here lies James Comey. He clammed up about stuff when he knew it was huge just to make sure Hillary got elected. And he didn't want that to happen. So he, it is a total CYA deal for James Comey to, to do this letter. But I don't I don't see how he can actually just continue to stonewall over the next 11 days because the, the pressure is going to build. People on both sides are going to be clamoring and say, come on, you know, a little something for the effort here. What is it you've got in these emails? But you have to figure it, it is substantive and it's bad for Hillary because if it weren't potentially really bad, why in the world would he throw this dead skunk in, in, into the election 11 days before? And he knows everybody is going to be after him. I mean, the Republicans hated him in July, and now the Democrats hate him. Uh, it's just a totally bizarre situation. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the uh, uh, the infrastructure uh, in the federal government. Uh, the director of the FBI answers to whom? He is part of the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is headed by, by the Attorney General, now Loretta Lynch, of course, the, she who uh, had the nice little chat with Bill Clinton on the tarmac several months ago about golf and so on. And the Attorney General reports to the President. So, you know, you've got the political layering, and it's interesting, Tom, that we haven't really heard anything out of the White House today. I imagine they're scratching their head, too. Apparently, they didn't have any heads up, they didn't have any warning that this big letter was coming earlier today. So... You've got the political situation and, you know, this weird deal where, you know, Donald Trump is blustering and saying in the debate, you know, you'd be in jail if I were running the show. I mean, we're in a weird, ironic situation where if he wins, he might be in a position to say to his attorney general, let's get a special prosecutor going. You know, there's just too much smoke here. There must be some fire uh, on this Hillary Clinton thing. And similarly, if she wins, let's face it, as you were saying, this may not change that many uh, votes, especially if we're not going to see any you know, meat on the bone, if we just know there's something out there. If she wins, we could be in for a Nixon-type Watergate deal with months and months of the country wondering, you know, is the president a crook? Are they under criminal Hi. investigation? 
uh, and there could be clamoring for a special prosecutor, because even if she's the president, and so she's the boss of the AG, and they together decide whether there's a special prosecutor, there could be so much clamoring if these WikiLeaks th- uh, I- I- things continue to emerge. I mean, that's what started off this at the worst week of Hillary Clinton's campaign, the WikiLeaks revelations about all the infighting and all the pay-to-play stuff. And then there was the Obamacare is cratering. So it was shaping up to be a really awful week for Hillary at a bad time. But, you know, at the end of the day, as I say, I, I think your instinct is right. Without some sort of a further bombshell, something, uh, some real substance, the polls are so clear that Donald Trump would have to run the table I mean, it's kind of like flipping a coin and you've got a 50-50 chance. Okay. But if you have to win seven straight coin flips, it's one over two times one over two. It's like 164, one out of 160. That's what Donald Trump is facing because he has to win all of the swing states. And, you know, it's anybody's guess whether, whether today will lead to a situation where, where he can somehow win those coin flips. But, um, you know, next few days are going to be pretty interesting. Well, we have a caller who wants to talk specifically to you, and so uh, I am going to put that person on the show. Let's say hello to Mickey in Encino. What is your question for Royal Oaks? Yeah, hi, Royal. Hey, Mickey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, you, know, uh, you know, both of these guy, uh, candidates, you know, have committed, you know, improprieties and transgressions, to say the least. Um, is it theoretically possible to have a sitting president in jail if everything went right or wrong respectively well you know the impeachment process is uh, is the way you get rid of the president and as we know from our history andrew johnson was the only president uh who was impeached and he was not convicted until bill clinton and then bill clinton was impeached not convicted but people have kind of forgotten about that because bill clinton literally held a pep rally in the rose garden the afternoon of his impeachment and then he went on with his party to score a blockbuster victory in the off-year election because the American public felt that the Republicans had just politicized it. It was really unfair. So impeachment is the way you get rid of the president. But it's interesting you raised the question because some folks were, were speculating today that technically under the U.S. Constitution, a president can pardon herself. She could actually wipe out the possibility of any criminal prosecution pertaining to anything she did. That's what the Constitutional Letter does. But the one exception is she can't stop impeachment. So she could not stop the, the House from impeaching her, that is, putting her through a trial, and from the Senate actually conducting the trial, convicting her and kicking her out of office. So, you know, as a practical matter, it's like these governors of Illinois, seems like every other governor of the last 15 wind up in prison. As a practical matter, you know, if you're in, indicted, you, you're, you're off to prison. If you're go if you're guilty and you're out of a job, you just you, you lose the governorship. With the presidency, it's just unique. It, we've got all these special rules, and of course, I'm not suggesting anybody would pardon themselves. It's a theoretical possibility, but um, yeah, we're talking about some some really awkward, uncomfortable times. And those of us who lived through Watergate remember it was really no fun. I mean, it was a long national nightmare. And uh, as you were as you were saying, Tom uh, Ford uh, Ford decided to to uh, pardon. Nixon, who knows if it was part of, of a deal. It's hard to imagine there wasn't some serious conversation among at least aides, if not Ford and Nixon themselves. But a lot of people say that's the reason Carter was able to, uh, 
to beat Ford in 76 because the American public felt that it just wasn't right for him to let Nixon off the hook. Right. And uh, back then, everybody wanted to see Nixon have his day in court so they could watch him squirm. And there's yeah. no doubt that that's how America felt. And that is uh, how Gerald Ford lost his position as the only unelected president in American history. And since we're going down memory lane, Tom, I can tell you I have a fun memory of seeing you in the spin room at Pauley Pavilion in 1988. Yes. Debate between George Bush and uh, and Dukakis when Dukakis made that little misstep of when uh, Bernard Shaw asked him, well, if you don't like capital punishment, how would you feel if somebody raped and murdered Kitty? And he gave this cold, bloodless, uh, clerk-like answer. And I can remember you holding court, and everybody was listening to you in the spin room. It, w- it was a lot of fun that night. That was a lot of fun, and I always think about that every election year. Uh, the, but the one we're in now is like nothing any of us has ever seen before. Hopefully we never see it again, because, uh, uh, you know, all you want to do is have the uh, candidates debate the issues. You want to decide who's the best person for the job and then vote for them. And all this other nonsense, all this static has been so frustrating, especially, I think, for people who really love this country and love democracy. Yeah, absolutely. And to have this weird curve at the end of the oddest year of all, to have this come 11 days before the election, uh, it's just something nobody, I don't think anybody imagined. Um, And i got to think, getting back to our point about what Comey's going to do, i got to feel that there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to really give at least some information as to what he's talking about, because otherwise people... You know, how are they supposed to vote? People are literally talking, Tom, about the rules in states around the country about changing your vote. In 29 states, including Florida and Ohio, you may not change your vote after you do an early vote. Fourteen states have no information, so you probably can't. And some reporter came up with the fact that eight states, yes, let you change your vote, including Pennsylvania and New York. Now, obviously, we're talking about a minuscule number of votes, but the idea that there would be substantive information in the last week or two before the election that might change some votes, and therefore people are researching you know, the law. It, it just shows how far off the rails we've gone. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just almost unbelievable. Final question for you, legal analyst Royal Oaks. Let me ask you this. It wouldn't be a good idea for President Obama to do this, if he can, but can the president fire the director of the FBI? Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, the president can do that, uh, but as you say... You know, I think it would look so bad. He would have to have something, I think, more than than what Comey has done, because right now Comey, you know, we don't know what he would say if someone were to say to him, hey, you're messing up our whole democracy, so you're out of a job. He would want the opportunity to say, well, maybe I can't tell everybody, but I'm going to tell you this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Let me show you the, the emails of uh, from Anthony Weiner's uh, server, et cetera. Uh, I, I would think that Obama would know, the president would know, that he would be seen as really getting involved so deeply in the political angle, it, it would kind of damage his legacy. And I think he cares a lot about his legacy, because if you believe a lot of the reports about the relationship between the Obamas and the Clintons, they didn't really like each other. But when push came to shove, the president knew if, for him to have a third term, the only way is to make sure Donald Trump never gets near the Oval Office. Well, this has been such a pleasure. We've talked on the radio so many times, but it's been a while, and uh, I want to thank you for uh, doing us a favor on a Friday night. Hey, it's my pleasure, too. Always fun, Tom. Thank you so much. Thanks. There he goes. It's Royal Oaks. Royal Oaks, KBC legal analyst. He was a frequent guest on our show over the years, and uh, a pleasure to talk to him again. 
All right, we're talking about the FBI reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton and her email server. Uh, How do you feel about this, and will it change your mind? Will it make you vote another way? Let's find out. Call us at this number. This is my vanity number. 901-3000-TOM, that's the number here. 901-3000-TOM, okay? Call me now at 901-3000-8000. Six six. This is the Friday Night Special with Tom Likas on 790 KABC.